Welcome to the Pacific Northwest edition of America Outdoors Radio. We've got a fast-paced hour of fishing, hunting, and conservation covering the nation and the Northwest, including 13 extra minutes of local content you'll only hear on Seattle's Sports Radio 950 KJR. It's Saturday morning, and I'm glad you're here. I just got back from a week in Las Vegas attending the Shooting Hunting Outdoor Trade Show, also known as SHOT Show. So the main portion of the show you're going to hear today is a best of. We're taking you back to Sportsman's Cove Lodge on Prince of Wales Island in southeast Alaska for a great fishing trip. And there are still openings for this summer, but you might want to book quick. There's not too many left. Now, even though the main show is going to be a best of, I've cobbled together some fresh content for you during the local shots of our show today. You're actually going to hear from three great guests. One of them is Bob Loomis with Max Lure at the bottom of the hour. He's going to talk about downsizing for big lake trout this winter. Fascinating discussion you won't want to miss. At the end of the program, Tom Burlingame with XL Fishing Charters is back. This time, he's going to be telling you about catching rockfish and lingcod near shore just outside of Nia Bay. Been on that trip several times with them, and it is a great experience. This portion of the show is brought to you every week by your Puget Sound Area Sportsman's Warehouse stores located in Federal Way, Puyallup, Silverdale, and Everett. And whatever you're looking for when it comes to the outdoors, there's a good chance the Sportsman's Warehouse has got it. So head on down to your local store today or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. Usually we would give you field reports that I would just read to you, but we've got something better this week. We are talking to Aaron Peterson, the owner of Peterson's Northwest Guide Service, and he's been hunting ducks and geese up in the North Sound. Aaron, great to have you back on the air. Thanks for having me, John. Let's start off with the mallards and the other ducks. How are things going in Skagit and Snohomish counties? Well, January, last month of the season, weather's cooperating, birds are here. It's been a really good season for us. And are you hunting flooded fields that you lease, or are you just hunting grain fields? Uh, we have a mix, John, from some of our ponds that we plant barley and corn up to, to sheet water on the edges of potato fields, to kind of a little of everything. It just depends on what the birds are telling us they want. Let's switch gears. Let's talk geese. Uh, do you do Canada geese at all, or is it just all snow geese? Because I know there's a ton of them around there. You know, we do. We have mixed in some dark geese this season. Really, we let the scouting tell us what's going on. Obviously, we do early season dark geese, Canadian geese in September, and then predominantly snow geese for the first month or two while they're not educated. And then we go into our ducks, and we do mix some dark geese in there. Waterfowl season's going to end at the end of the month, but we have a continuation of the snow goose season, don't we? We do. We have a 10-day spring conservation style hunt, I guess you'd call it in February. Uh, I think it's the 10th through the 20th or something like that. How successful are you during that season? Like you said, I, I know the, the birds have been shot at a lot are pretty well educated. Well, honestly, it's very weather dependent in my opinion. We have had some great reopener or late season February hunts, and we've also had some side skirt and snow geese educated. They've been shot at for three straight months. So in my opinion, it's hit or miss in western Washington in February. All right. Well, that is more than fair. Do you have any openings left for the rest of the duck season or this late snow goose season? I am currently booked for snow geese for the rest of the season. We do have, I believe we have like this Wednesday and next Tuesday open and that's about it. 
All right. Well, you can always contact Aaron and see if he has any cancellations. I doubt if he will. He's very popular. But you can always contact him. You can also book for next year, too. The website to go to is petersonsnorthwest.com. That's petersonsnorthwest.com. For Peterson's Northwest Guide Service, Aaron is probably the premier waterfowl guide here in western Washington. He'll show you a great time in the field, whether you're after ducks or geese. Aaron, thanks for the report, and good luck with the rest of the season. Thanks, John. Nice talking to you. That's your first local shot of the outdoors. Now let's see what's going on across the nation. Natural wonders, beaches and coves, majestic forests and scenic vistas are waiting for you at the Tillamook Coast. Lace up your hiking boots, grab your camera and come to Northwest Oregon. Find out more at TillamookCoast.com. It's time for America Outdoors Radio, the show that covers the outdoor scene across the U.S. of A. and the entire continent. Fishing, hunting, conservation, outdoor recreation, and great destinations, we cover it all every week. It's your country, your outdoors. Let's explore it together with your host, John Cruz. Welcome aboard. We've got a very special program for you today. It's a destination show recorded this month in Southeast Alaska at one of my favorite places on earth, Sportsman's Cove Lodge. Before we take you there this weekend, I do want to remind you, though, that now is the time to sight in your rifles for the hunting season ahead. And if you're like me, you'll be sighting in a lever action rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. All of their rifles are high quality. They're all made in America. They all have a lifetime satisfaction guarantee. They look great. They're accurate right out of the box. And you can find your next rifle and look for a dealer near you at henryusa.com. And don't forget to ask for your free catalog and decals when you do. That website again, henryusa.com. Next up on America Outdoors Radio, we are taking you to Alaska. As a matter of fact, we're taking you to Sportsman's Cove Lodge on Prince of Wales Island. About a 20-minute float plane ride from Ketchikan. And when you get here, I'll tell you what, folks, if you are an angler, you have literally entered Shangri-La. With us here to tell you more about this wonderful place is the owner, Larry McQuarrie, that everybody just calls Captain Mac. Mac, great to have you back on the air. Hey, John, good to be with you. Well, I'll tell you what, been here a couple days now, and once again, I am in the groove of just loving life here. Love the staff, love the fishing, love the wildlife, love the food, and I sleep like a baby every night and know I get to do it again. This is just a wonderful experience, Mac. You've done such a great job, and we've had some new listeners since the last time you were on. We've got some new stations, and I just want people to know about the beginnings of this place, because... Your background itself is really interesting. I mean, you were a, a Navy pilot for the Canadian Navy, and then you became a United Airlines pilot and did that for years and flew all sorts of planes. And then you went to the Washington coast and you were a charter captain out of Westport, which some would say was like the, the salmon capital for several years. And somehow you ended up here in the 1980s. How did that happen? 
Well, it all happened simultaneously. I tease and I say I was an airline pilot in my spare time during all those years. But the Washington fishery collapsed in the 80s, the early 80s, and it was time to find a new home. And we didn't want to leave the fishery. We didn't want to quit. We had a lot of uh, good friends and clients um, in the business, and uh, it was time to go find another venue where we could take those folks fishing. So Alaska was, at that time, pretty much wide open. There was nobody here. I mean, there was a few guys doing overnight charters, but there wasn't uh, the cruise ship traffic at that time. There just wasn't much going on here. How did you find Sportsman's Cove Lodge in this little teeny cove called Saltery Cove? Well, it kind of found us. We operated, I had in our fleet in Westport, we had 17 boats. By the time it was all done, we were down to just a couple boats. I owned two of my own and uh, brought those two boats north and started operating out of other people's lodges. Started in Wrangell at first for a couple of years. And that didn't work out all that well and uh, realized that Ketchikan was the closest place in the lower 48 to our market. Nonstop flights three and four times a day from Seattle. So the logistics and the convenience were what we were looking for. And so we settled in, in Ketchikan, operated out of a couple of lodges in Ketchikan for a while until folks in, in this lodge were trying to make a go of it, and they couldn't, and they got in touch with us, and kind of the rest is history. Well, the rest is history indeed, and, and this is, folks, this is not a rustic lodge. When you come here, uh, you're going to find a, a fleet of five fishing boats, and each one of these 37-foot fishing boats, they're covered, they're identical to each other, they're walk-around boats, there's plenty of room to fish, they all have an enclosed head on board, they've got a cabin where you can get out of the weather, I mean, that's nice enough. But then you get up to the lodge itself. Great accommodations, very comfortable. The food you're going to hear about in just a minute, it's fabulous. But the thing that I think that really sets your lodge apart from any other place I've ever been is the customer service. And you you accomplish that with this incredible staff-to-client ratio. Now, you never have more than 30 clients at a time that are fishing, six per boat on five boats. Right. Why don't you tell our listeners how many staff members you have for these 30 clients? Well, we have more more staff members than there are clients. Usually, uh, the staff runs around 32 or 33. But that whole aspect of it revolves around our service, service, service. That's our thing. That's our shtick. And our staff are very carefully picked, and at least uh, 50 to 60% of them return year after year after year. We have some what we call lifers that keep coming back here every year. So each year we spend all winter looking for maybe 12, 15 people, and we go through literally hundreds, and in some years it was thousands of applications when employment was tough in some years. And we pick only the best out of those. We put them through some rigorous training, rigorous loops before they even get here, and some rigorous training when they do get here. And that's our thing. Our thing is service and the staff. And there's a thing we have during orientation 
we, at any time during orientation, which is a, a week-long process after they've spent a lot of time at home studying, is why are we here? Anybody at any time can yell out during orientation, why are we here? And the response from everybody is to serve our guests. And you can ask any staff right now, any staff member right now, say, why are we here? And they will echo that. Well, it's absolutely true, Mac. And two things I've noticed about your staff. Number one, I mean, they're all friendly. They're willing to just, you know, do anything at a drop of a hat for you and do it immediately. And number two, the work ethic of the people you have is incredible. That is so hard to find in staff anymore. And and you do a great job. I mean, our first night here... You know, your staff, they'd worked since 5 in the morning. They'd been up all day. And you basically had a a ship come in with goods to get you through the next week. And everybody, everybody's pitching in, offloading, 9 o'clock, 9.30 at night. Everyone's got smiles on their faces, and they're just making it happen. Yeah, we try and make it fun. We're a very structured organization, very disciplined organization, but it's discipline with humor. We try and make fun out of everything we do. And and the big part also of the dedication and the work ethic of the staff is the work ethic and dedication of management. I'm in the middle of it. Every management person here is in the middle of it. We're not we're not office managers, we're not armchair managers. We are in the thick of it. When that ship shows up, we're down here throwing groceries and hauling stuff too, and we put in more hours than the staff does in many cases. The only exception to that is maybe the deckhands. <laughs> I would agree with that. We're starting to run out of time, but folks, again, if you are looking for a luxury lodge experience where you're going to be treated like a king or a queen, and you're going to have a great time. I mean, it's again, affordable. It is affordable. It is affordable. And a couple of things I want to mention. When you're on the boat, you're with the same group the entire stay. Whether you're fishing three days or four days, you're going to make friends that you'll probably have for life when you come here. Uh, you're going to have the same captain every day, the same deckhand every day. I mean, this is really a tight-knit, wonderful vacation you're going to experience. And how many people come back? Everybody. (laughs) We average probably uh, 75 to 85% return guests each year. And we have a thing about if we get you once, we've got you forever. Nobody ever comes here just once. Uh, There's a reason for that. They call Sportsman's Cove Lodge Alaska's Best Lodge. As a matter of fact, that's the website, alaskasbestlodge.com. That's alaskasbestlodge.com for Sportsman's Cove Lodge. They're so popular, they are completely booked for this year. However, you can get on a waiting list for the rest of 2021, and they do have openings for 2022. But trust me, you better hop on this quick. The website again, alaskasbestlodge.com. Don't go away. We're going to tell you more about Sportsman's Cove Lodge to include the fishing and the food and oh so much more. Captain Mack, thanks for another wonderful stay. Thank you, John. Thanks for being here. Why book at Sportsman's Cove Lodge? Why is Alaska like no other place on Earth? It hasn't changed in thousands of years. From the way you get here on a float plane to the way you go out with the guides and the boats, it's just a professional experience. And I said, this is as good as it gets. I said, if you can't catch fish here, you can't catch fish anywhere. Your experience with us will leave you speechless. Book now at alaskasbestlodge.com. 
Ready to step up to a quality-built rifle or shotgun that's a true classic? Check out Henry Repeating Arms, American-made. There's over 200 models to choose from in a variety of finishes and calibers for hunters and target shooters. Many of these are lever-action models with a look right out of the Old West. Don't be deceived, though. Henry Repeating Arms are modern, rugged, accurate, reliable, and have a lifetime guarantee. Find out more and order a free catalog today at HenryUSA.com. That's HenryUSA.com. Come explore the Dalles in Oregon for outdoors fun. Hike amongst the wildflowers, bike our riverfront trail, or visit the Gorge Discovery Center where you can enjoy a live raptor display. Or even check out our National Neon Sign Museum. But don't forget the fishing. We've got salmon, steelhead, bass, walleye, and monster-sized sturgeon waiting just for you. When the day is done, tell those tall tales at one of our wineries, breweries, or restaurants and plan your next adventure. Find out more at explorethedalles.com. Hunting and fishing are exercises in hope. Before you head into the woods, you hope to tag out on a deer you'll have to field dress. Before you make that first cast, you hope for a big fish to clean and fillet. When your hopes are realized, you'll need a sharp knife. Whether you sharpen that blade on a power sharpener in the shop or a manual sharpener in the field, WorkSharp has the tool for you. Look for WorkSharp products in sporting and stores near you or online at WorkSharpTools.com. Country Hunters and Anglers. You may have heard of us, but what are we about? BHA is the voice for your wild public lands, waters, and wildlife. From national level policy work to boots on the ground projects like public land cleanups, we work across North America to uphold the legacy of our public lands and waters, as well as your opportunity to hunt, fish, and recreate on them. Stand up for public lands and waters and become a BHA member today. Visit backcountryhunters.org. Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter and has what you need as a hunter, angler, hiker, paddler, camper, and outdoors enthusiast. They also carry an extensive assortment of firearms and ammunition you simply can't find anymore at many big box stores. On top of that, their knowledgeable staff is here to help you purchase the right gear so you can get the most out of your outdoor experience. Visit your local Sportsman's Warehouse store today or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. Show season is back in the Pacific Northwest, and we've got several you won't want to miss coming up. This includes the Portland Boat Show at the Expo Center, January 12th through the 16th. If you're in the market for an RV, you'll want to be at the Tacoma RV Show at the Tacoma Dome from January 20th through the 23rd. And then we've got the Washington Sportsman Show. It's at the fairgrounds in Puyallup. It's taking place a new date this year, February 2nd through the 6th, and don't forget Yet, the biggest of them all, the second biggest in the entire nation, the Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show at the Expo Center in Portland, February 16th through the 20th. On top of that, we've also got the Central Oregon Sportsman Show with acres and acres of RVs on display March 10th through the 13th at the Deschutes County Fairgrounds in Redmond. Find out more about all of these great shows and make plans to attend now at OTShows.com. That's OT Shows for O'Loughlin Trade Shows.
You're back in with America Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. We are broadcasting from Sportsman's Cove Lodge. It really is America's best lodge, and it's located on Prince of Wales Island in southeast Alaska. Now, when it comes to an Alaska lodge experience, or for that matter, any fishing or hunting lodge experience, obviously the adventure matters. But something that really makes or breaks that adventure is the quality of the dining available. Sometimes it's very simple and it's okay. Other times it's pretty elaborate. And sometimes it's over-the-top good like it is here at Sportsman's Cove Lodge. And one of the reasons it's so darn good is because of the head chef here. Her name is Tina Page. She comes from Michigan, but she's been spending summers here at Sportsman's Cove for several years. Tina, thanks for giving us another great meal tonight. Thank you. Let's talk about some of the food that I get to enjoy every time I come here. Uh, Tonight was, you know, a deceptively simple meal of fish and chips. But, I mean, we're talking fresh cod. What was that breading you had on there? It was delicious. It was a mixture of Parmesan cheese, Old Bay, um, oregano, garlic, and my secret ingredient. (laughs) <laughs> well, it, it all pans out to really good. You know, we had the coleslaw, of course. We had the fries. That was great. We had a wonderful appetizer of some of the best seafood chowder I've ever had. And, and I've never had seafood chowder like that. What was in that? That was um, a mixture of the Alaskan shrimp, cod, and then you do the regular chowder, which is bacon, potatoes, onions, celery, carrots, cream, um, a little bit of chicken broth, clam broth. And you just let it simmer, and there you go. Well, it, there you go indeed. Uh, I, I could have had that for, for lunch and dinner for a week. It was just that good. The other thing we got to have, you were assisted this year by a young man named Henry, and he's all about desserts. And this is going to sound silly, but I'm a man in his 50s. I've eaten a lot of cupcakes in my time. I've never had a cupcake like this in my life. It was kind of celebrating one of the guests' birthday. He got a cake. The rest of us got cupcakes. Was that an angel food cupcake? It was a mixture. It's an angel food white cake. And he's, he does do, um, he is going to school for that. So he has a whole book of all kinds of cakes and desserts. So let's talk about some of the other food that you have here for the guests. Uh, obviously, you know, you start off always with, uh, with salmon, which is fantastic. There's always appetizers and sushi is one of the appetizers. And man, oh man, you do not skimp on the sushi at all, do you? No, no. And this is actually my first year doing sushi. I mean, I've watched the girls do it the last five years I've been here. So, But this is the first year I'm actually doing it and experimenting with it. And Carrie Bazell, my assistant, he uh, is jumping right in there with me and knocking it out of the park. Oh, that is an understatement. The results, folks, are good. And even if you're not a sushi person, trust me, you try this, you'll become a sushi person. So one other thing we need to talk about here, is it all seafood here at Sportsman's Cove Lodge, or do you mix it up a little? If it's a three-day trip, it's normally seafood. The fourth day is is a surf and turf night. So you do get red meat, and we mix it with our Alaskan shrimp. And even on the dock, we have a, uh, for the second night that we're here, we do a crab boil. Well, we're going to talk more about that in a minute, because that's something I want to share with folks. But before we go there, let's talk about you. You've been here, I understand, six seasons now. What was your journey to get here? How did you even find out about Sportsman's Cove Lodge and get hired on to be in the kitchen? And did you actually start out as a chef, or did you work your way up? Well, I worked as a kitchen assistant and manager at Arcadia Bluffs, which is right on uh, Lake Michigan in Arcadia, Michigan. And it's a very elaborate golf course. And I was there for seven years, and it got to where it was more 
quantity than quality. Gotcha. And I didn't, at my age, I didn't want to work that hard. You know, I didn't want to work that fast, I should say. And then, you know, I knew a few people that worked here before, and they suggested I I went to Seldot in the Kenai area, and I was the chef there, kitchen chef, or in the morning. And uh, they sold their lodge, and I found out that Miss Patty was looking for somebody. So this, the summer before I came, I called her and asked her if she was looking for somebody the following year, and I've been here ever since. Lucky for all of us that you are. Again, folks, you're listening to America Outdoors Radio. We're broadcasting from Sportsman's Cove Lodge in southeast Alaska on Prince Wells Island. And if you ever come here, you're going to have an exquisite dining experience. Every meal is a wonderful meal. It's the hot breakfast. It's the lunch that you're making and taking with you on the boat. There's the appetizers when you come back. And then there's the dinner that follows. And oh, yes, chocolate chip cookies every night before you go to bed. Let's go ahead and share a recipe with some of our listeners. They can use whether they're here at Sportsman's Cove Lodge or not. And what I like to do is share how to do an old-fashioned crab boil uh, because that is my fave that we do here every year. Let's start off with the ingredients and then talk about exactly how you prepare it. Well, we have an 80-quart boiling pot. We um, just add a little bit of salt to it, get it to a boil, add your Old Bay, and there's different ingredients to go in first. First, you have your corn on the cob that has to go in first. And then you have your potatoes that are kind of parboiled before you, we take them down to the dock, which is amazing. I dump it on the table, and they're awing because they think <laughs> that's it. Well, then I come with a second pot of the same thing, and they're just blown away. Yes. Yes, I have been every time I've come here. I've absolutely loved it. I, I've got to ask, though, so is bay seasoning and a little salt, are those the only seasonings you use? Yep, that's it. Wow. Well, I guess there's something to be said about wild and fresh crab and shrimp that really sets this meal apart. And it's the customer service that makes it taste even better. Well, you know, and I guess we need to talk about that. We've talked about that in other parts of the show over the years is the customer service that you have here is just over-the-top crazy good. It's the only place I've ever been where there's actually more staff members than guests. 32 staff members for 30 guests, and that never changes. It's wonderful. And and even the kitchen staff, in terms of the servers, in terms of you know the people you have uh, in the kitchen helping you, very well staffed. But I do have to ask one question, and that has got to be the challenge of you're sitting here cooking, if you run out of something, it's not like you can run to the grocery store and get something. You're a 20-minute float plane trip away, not to mention the fact you got to get a float plane to even get here in the first place. What are some of the challenges you've run into when it comes to that, and how have you improvised? Oh, it has been a challenge at times, but beginning of the season, we just make sure that we order. We order from two different companies that get shipped from Seattle up to Ketchikan, and we get shipments every week. But when we order, it's for two weeks. So at first, when the first season first, it's a little bit of a challenge because we, you know, menus change if we run out of something, you know. So it's a challenge, but between Miss Patty and I, we seem to make it work. <laughs> One other thing I should add, folks, if you are tied to a, a specific diet, whether it's because of maybe diabetes or whether you need to have a gluten-free diet, they will take care of that here for you. So even though they do only have limited ingredients based on the meals they have, they do workarounds, and then I've seen it happen, and people are perfectly satisfied. The other thing we should mention, too, is you are not, you know, a very jealous person when it comes to your recipes. You share them with every guest when they leave, don't you? Yes. Every recipe that I use in the meals that I serve is put on a ledge and printed out, and they can either take a picture of it with their phone or they can take the recipe with them for their at-home use. 
And then you, too, will be cooking some wonderful food and sharing your memories with your family of Sportsman's Cove Lodge. If you want to find out more about booking a stay at Sportsman's Cove Lodge, enjoying the incredible fishing, the incredible scenery, and the incredible food, go to alaskasbestlodge.com. That's alaskasbestlodge.com for Sportsman's Cove Lodge. Tina, thank you so much for what you do. You really make this a very special experience for all of us. Thank you so much. adventure seekers, hunters, and foodies. No matter the lifestyle, we can all agree on one thing. Great food and great people are worth remembering. At Camp Chef, we don't just make grills. We create each product knowing that a warm meal is always better when it's shared with those we love. Learn more about Camp Chef grills, smokers, and portable cooking equipment at CampChef.com. That's CampChef.com for a better way to cook outdoors. Hunting and fishing are exercises in hope. Before you head into the woods, you hope to tag out on a deer you'll have to field dress. Before you make that first cast, you hope for a big fish to clean and fillet. When your hopes are realized, you'll need a sharp knife. Whether you sharpen that blade on a power sharpener in the shop or a manual sharpener in the field, WorkSharp has the tool for you. Look for WorkSharp products in sporting and stores near you or online at WorkSharpTools.com. We've been telling you about Sportsman's Cove Lodge in Southeast Alaska for a while now, and there's a reason. They are the only Alaska Lodge we talk about in this show. It's because they're truly Alaska's best lodge. The adventure starts with a float plane ride from Ketchikan, after which you'll get the chance to experience some of the best hospitality, food, and wonderful people you'll ever meet. Wildlife is abundant, from bears and deer to eagles and whales, and let's not forget the reason you're here, the fishing. Halibut, salmon, lingcod, rockfish, true cod, and more. It's all waiting for you in abundance at Sportsman's Cove Lodge. Book your trip today at alaskasbestlodge.com. That's alaskasbestlodge.com for Sportsman's Cove Lodge. Ready for more local fishing and hunting? You got it. It's the Pacific Northwest edition of America Outdoors Radio. Right here on Seattle's Sports Radio 950 KJR. It's time for another extended Max Minute brought to you every week by Max Lure. With us again, Bob Lubis. Bob, great to have you back. Thanks, John. Let's talk lake trout. This is a time of year where anglers are after the real big ones, especially at places like Washington's Lake Chelan or maybe in the North Idaho Panhandle at lakes like Priest Lake and Lake Pond Array. How would you go about targeting a big lake trout this time of year? Well, you know, one of my favorite fishing tools to fish for lake trout is a squitter and a small dodger. I use the uh, cha-cha two-inch floating squid that we use. It's absolutely one of my favorite all-around tools to catch lakers. And then I use the small four-inch double-D dodger. And it works absolutely phenomenal because of the fact that you're fishing so close to the bottom. You're not fishing with a big dodger, so you're not hanging up as much. And you're still getting that attraction out of it and a little bit of movement on your bait. I was going to ask you about why the small dodger versus the big one. You answered that question. But the squitter that you're using there is also a small presentation. Are we downsizing for big fish here? 
pretty much. Like I said, it's one of my favorite lures to use for lake trout, and that includes even big fish, is that two-inch squitter with a smile blade on top of it. It floats, it's got a pill float in it, and it adds to the whole attraction and movement. Any particular colors you favor during the winter months? My number one color is the uh, glow white. There you go, folks. Consider the cha-cha squitter in the two-inch side and a four-inch double-D dodger. The next time you're targeting lake trout here in the greater northwest, you might just hook into a big one with some very small gear. From well-known saltwater hotspots to hidden alpine lakes, learn the latest in tips, tackle, and techniques to help you catch more fish. Northwest Fishing Reports, Sundays at 5 p.m. on Q13 Fox. You're back in with America Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. We're broadcasting out on the water on the west side of Prince of Wales Island in southeast Alaska. I'm on board the Mystic Lady with five other anglers and our deckhand Jim and our captain. His name is Hunt Edwards. He's been showing us a great time the last two days. Hunt, welcome to the show and thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So, Hunt, let's go ahead and, and recap the first couple days we've had here. It's been a ton of fun. Day one, I mean, this is my third trip here to Sportsman's Cove Lodge, and I have never caught so many fish as I did yesterday. We'll start off with the morning. You know, we were out there for the halibut, and we got into a bunch of halibut and a bunch of true cod as well. Yep, that's right. Yeah, day one uh, started out with some bottom fishing. We got a couple of uh, big areas that we typically looking around for bait, finding the right habitat anchored down i actually got into a bite pretty quick didn't break any records with any of the halibut but got some good numbers some good size quality fish had a nice little true cod bite which was great to see folks if you love fish and chips you've got to love true cod and i'll i'll reel those in all day so from there we headed up after salmon now a lot of folks have been put off by the salmon limits in southeast alaska because they're hearing that it's only one salmon per day and Currently, it's two salmon for the season. If you're on a charter boat and you're a non-resident, that may even go down to one salmon for the entire season by the time you hear this, folks. That's the way it was a couple of years ago. But the fact of the matter is, you can keep all sorts of other salmon, can't you? That's correct. Yeah, so in these waters, obviously we were talking about the kings uh, with the regulations that we've got. It's two annual right now, one per day, which is awesome. So we can get a couple of those. In these waters, the main species we catch are coho, also known as silver salmon, pink salmon, and chum. And we're allowed six per day per person. So a total of 36, and we're actually also allowed a crew limit, which is an additional six per crew. Wow. So, I mean, well, let's just talk about what happened yesterday, because the, the bite was bananas, and I was amazed, because I've been up here at the beginning of July before, and we've gotten into some pinks. But it was bonkers. Have you ever seen so many pinks so early in the season as we saw yesterday? Yeah, so this is my 10th season up here. Our traditional start date for the first push of salmon is usually around the 4th of July. So seeing these pinks and these little bit of coho and the good king bite we've been having, it's like a week and a half, two weeks earlier than we traditionally see them. So it's been great to see and hope it uh, sticks around for the rest of the season. Well, folks, I'll tell you what. There are six of us on the boat. I just want to tell you how we did on the salmon and this is just the afternoon of fishing we ended up with 32 pinks in the boat five cohos or silver two chum 
one nice Chinook. We also caught and released several other Chinook that were just under that 28-inch mark that we had to release. So, you know, you take that, plus the halibut, plus the true cod, we were looking at, what, 60-plus fish in the boat at the end of the day? Yep, I think uh, fillet weight, it was probably about close to 150 pounds of fillet weight with that total catch. That's a lot of meat to take home, folks, and a lot of fresh seafood as well. Let's go ahead and run through some of the things that, that you see as a charter captain, because, you know, you're here to make sure that every angler is successful. But let's face it, a lot of the anglers that come out here, this is a new way of fishing for them, or they maybe have done it before, but they haven't had a whole lot of instruction. And I love the fact that the first night after dinner, we had an orientation. And, you know, you were talking about common mistakes anglers made. I personally thought you were talking about me personally <laughs> every single time you're mentioning these guys i made all these mistakes so let's start off with the bottom fishing when it comes to fishing for rockfish when it comes to fishing for halibut and lingcod what are some of the more common mistakes you see when you're dropping down that weight with that herring and you're fishing off the bottom what prevents people from hooking up and staying hooked up so initially when dropping down uh, one of the big things is just not letting your bait free spool always want tension on that spool let your bait and uh, sinker fall down gradually keep that bait from spinning up on your leader once you get down there we use just a light jig all we're doing is an up and down motion bouncing that sinker on the bottom don't have to get too crazy whipping it around you can get tangled even once you're down there and then on our particular setup we use a braided line and it has no stretch at all unlike mono so when you get a hit it is really important that you keep steady pressure because if you give any little bit of slack in that line, those hooks can pop right out from that fish. And let's talk about the hook set because I'm that guy that likes to set the hook so hard that you think it's like, you know, the next tarpon or, or a world record bass. I mean, I'm setting that hook hard. Don't need to do that, do you? No, not at all. Like I just said, with the braided line, no stretch in that line. So if your rod tips down at the water and you yank that thing up to the sky, you're trying to put that uh, hook in the fish's mouth and literally pull them five, six feet through the water, and that's not going to happen. So what you want to do is just give them a nice, easy pop once you feel steady pressure. And then one of the big key things is at the top of your hook set is to reel back down onto that fish. So that way you don't give them any slack in that line. Speaking of losing fish, right after that happens, people tend to want to reposition because, you know, you're fishing deep. And so people like, oh, well, I have to immediately reposition as soon as I hook into the fish. See a lot of fish lost that way. What should people be doing? Yeah, so a lot of people's jigging, how they have the rod set up when they're jigging is not necessarily how they want to reel the fish up. So a lot of times when people set the hook, they will stop, adjust the rod, drop the rod tip, and get into a reeling position. And that is one of the most important times to keep tension on that fish is right after you set the hook. So what you want to do is keep that rod tip up. If you need to, start reeling. And once you have tension, then you can slowly move that rod into a comfortable reeling position and bring that fish up. All right, folks, you are listening to America Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. I'm talking to Captain Hunt Edwards. We're on board his boat, the Mystic Lady, and we're currently fishing for halibut. We're just one halibut shy of our boat limit today, and I'm pretty sure we're going to get it pretty quick. And then we're going to go salmon fishing. And and I want to talk about the salmon fishing that we do here. It's so different than most boats. Most boats are using downriggers. It's controlled depth. And a lot of times, you know, that rod goes, and it's the guy that pulls that 
that rod out, you know, pops off the downrigger ball, hands it to the client because that's a really tough for a lot of clients. But you've got a real hands-on way where it's all the angler all the time called mooching. Why don't you explain how mooching for salmon works? It's old school, but it worked great yesterday. Yeah, so to start our lodge, we love using bait. We love teaching the guest how to fish and letting them fish. When we're salmon fishing, we use a small herring and we cut plug them. So what we do is we cut the heads off at an angle, pull the guts out so the stomach cavity is hollow, and hook them up, two hooks, a main hook up top and then a trailer hook out the side. And when that bait gets pulled through the water, it spins and creates a flash. That flash is what attracts the salmon. And the mooching technique is three to five reels pretty quick with a short pause in between. So when we're salmon fishing, uh, we will be looking for bait at different depths. We'll call out what depth to drop the bait down to, drop it all the way down through that bait, and then mooching that bait back up. And let's talk about how the angler knows how deep it is. Because, you know, these are level wide pen reels, but they don't have line counters on them. So you've got a pretty ingenious method and an easy method for anglers, too. Yeah, so we just measured how much line each pass of the level wine pulls out um, on our reels, roughly about 15 feet. So depending how deep we're going, I may say, you know, go 10 passes. So we're trying to drop that bait down 150 feet. Well, that's one of the things we have to talk about. I mean, I have mooched before where you just kind of go up and down through the bait ball, but you recommend going all the way to the surface, and we saw why yesterday. Yeah, so salmon love, love, love chasing bait all the way up to the surface. And when they do that, you got to be ready. It's tricky because a lot of times, first reaction is when you're bringing your lure or your bait up to the surface, people will reel all the way to the rod tip and pull that bait out of the water, which is a big no-no. Salmon almost can't help themselves if they see that bait spinning and flashing in front of them. So what we do when you bring your bait up to the surface and you have a free swimmer chasing you, what we do is open that bale, drop that bait all the way back down, two to three passes. And what that does is makes that bait spin on the way down. So spinning on the way up and the way down. So it's chasing the bait up and down. And more times than not, that salmon cannot help himself and will grab that bait on the way down. Speaking of which, folks, if you are dropping your line down, whether you're mooching or even today halibut fishing, and it stops halfway down, reel up, set the hook, a salmon has got it. So that's happened a couple times. It's been a lot of fun. I'd love to ask you more questions, but we got to get back to fishing. So, folks, if you want to go fishing yourself, enjoy this great fishing, this style of fishing, mooching for salmon, great halibut fishing, great cod fishing, and so much more, go to alaskasbestlodge.com. That's the website for Sportsman's Cove Lodge, alaskasbestlodge.com. Book your trip now for next summer. Spots are already filling up fast. They're already over halfway full, and you really don't have as much time as you think to enjoy a great Alaskan fishing experience. Hunt, thanks so much for the great fishing so far. Can't wait to catch some salmon this afternoon. Yep, thank you. Look forward to another great couple days. Ready to step up to a quality-built rifle or shotgun that's a true classic? Check out Henry Repeating Arms, American-made. There's over 200 models to choose from in a variety of finishes and calibers for hunters and target shooters. Many of these are lever-action models with a look right out of the Old West. Don't be deceived, though. Henry Repeating Arms are modern, rugged, accurate, reliable, and have a lifetime guarantee. Find out more and order a free catalog today at HenryUSA.com. That's HenryUSA.com. 
We love our children. We protect them. We guide them. We prepare them for life in the world. With all that we do from deep in our hearts, we cannot control all things. Life-threatening illnesses and disabilities affect far too many of our children each year. While we cannot change the circumstances, we can make dreams come true. Dreams to provide hope, to provide spiritual healing and strength, to provide moments of happiness and relief in the darkest of times. We can give a glimmer of light and hope in a time of darkness and despair. Join huntofalifetime.org to help make dreams come true. To provide hope for children with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities, Hunt of a Lifetime is a nonprofit organization fulfilling dreams for hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Visit huntofalifetime.org to learn how you can make a difference. That's huntofalifetime.org. Hey, how'd the meeting go with Tommy's school counselor today? Well, not exactly as planned. I, I think we need help. Help? Why do we need help? Well, I asked her about paying for college, and she said that's not something they do. Hmm. Maybe it is time to get some help. Even if Tommy just goes to state college, it's going to cost at least 25000 a year. We'll have to rate our retirement and pay for Tommy's tuition. There's got to be a better way. There is a better way. A way where you can pay less for college or even receive college tuition free, regardless of your income or your students' grades. A way for you to keep your hard-earned income and savings for your future and spend less on college, while virtually eliminating the need for student loans. Get the facts about college admissions and tuition by going to tuitionprograms.org. That's tuitionprograms.org. Tuitionprograms.org. Get the facts about college admissions and tuition by going to tuitionprograms.org. You're back in with America Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. We've been having a great time fishing aboard the Mystic Lady out of Sportsman's Cove Lodge in southeast Alaska. And one of the best things has been my crewmates. Now, one of them is my daughter, Faith, but we've also been with Gary Parks. We've been with Ward Erickson, and we've been with two men from Colorado. One of them is Mike Kirshner. The other one is his son, Pierce Kirshner, who's the same age as my daughter, Faith. They're both 18. Mike, Pierce, Faith... Welcome to the show. Thank you, John. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, Mike, first, let's start off with you. Your son's in pretty much the same situation as my daughter. We're not going to have too many more trips with him. Why did you decide to bring Pierce to Sportsman's Cove Lodge in Alaska? And by the way, this is your first trip, too. Yeah, I had been wanting to come to Alaska for a long time. And, you know, Pierce just turned 18 and, you know, almost out of the house, headed off to college. So I was really looking for something unique that we could do together that we would remember forever that more importantly he would remember a trip with just the two of us to spend several days out in alaska uh, fishing and uh, having some laughs and uh, catching fish and and making some great memories and so i wanted to come to a place that not only had great fishing but you know was a family atmosphere attention to detail the customer service has been excellent and so i really am cherishing the moments in the days and the, and the time we've been spending here together oh it's been fantastic 
fantastic. And, and I couldn't say it better when it comes to why I bring faith up here. But let's turn our attention to the next generation because this is a big deal, folks. If you're looking at having a very special adventure with somebody close to you, whether it be your son or your daughter, or maybe your grandson or daughter, this is a wonderful place to take them. Faith, we're going to start off with you. This is your second time here at Sportsman's Cove Lodge. Last year, you, you showed up for the first time out of the blue, caught the biggest king salmon the entire season, a 37-and-a-half-pound Chinook, actually won a free trip back as part of the Calm Waters Derby that offers that. You know, you've been here twice. What's your favorite part about this place? There's a lot of things I like about Sportsman's Cove Lodge. First of all, their food's really good. Yes, um, they serve you just excellent meals. And another thing which may seem a bit mundane because it's like you're in the best lodge in the state, but I always love coming down on the dock and looking into the water and just looking at all the starfish and the sea anemones and that stuff that are in the water just because it's so clear when you're first coming down to the boats and you just it really hypes you up. And you're like, oh, yeah. This could be a good day. <laughs> well, I know something else you absolutely love when it comes to coming here to Sportsman's Cove Lodge is the wildlife. And you wanted to see one particular animal, and you got to see that animal twice. Yeah, I was really hoping we could see a bear, because the last time I came here, we didn't see one. We saw a deer the first day, and that was pretty much it. But we saw a bear the first day, um, I think the next day or the day afterwards, while we were coming back, we saw the same bear, which was on the beach, just watching us go by. And then yesterday, we saw one on another beach that was just doing its own thing. So that was really, really cool. Well, in addition to the bears, folks, there are eagles everywhere. We got to see a humpback whale yesterday. And while we were gone, right here in this little cove, Saltry Cove, where Sportsman's Cove Lodge is located, three orca whales cruised through here. Two adults and one of their calves came through checking out the site. So, all right, Pierce, your first time in Alaska, your first time Sportsman's Cove Lodge. What have you loved about this? Is it the big halibut you caught yesterday or something more? Honestly, I've, I've just loved everything from the fishing to the people. Ever since day one, the people just really make you feel like home and just make you feel like family. You're absolutely right. The customer service is unparalleled here. Got to ask, though, you've never been fishing in a setting like this before. What have you thought about the fishing, and what did you like catching best? It's honestly a lot different from when I fished in Colorado, from just little fish to giant halibut and just salmon. My favorite part would probably be the salmon catching because they kind of give a, a good fight. They do. Though, folks, i got to tell you, Pierce yesterday caught the biggest halibut of anybody in the fleet, a 36.8-pounder. And when you catch the big fish of the day, you get a special coffee cup. And I know that's going to probably be on a, a special place in your bedroom, and maybe you'll even use that from time to time, right? I'll probably use it, like, once or twice. <laughs> Love it, Pierce. Faith, what is your favorite part when it comes to the fishing? Well, I, like, I like fishing for salmon because, I mean, with halibut, you just have to reel it up from a really big depth so it kind of takes a toll on your arms but with salmon you know you're it's an active fight when you're pulling it in so that's a lot of fun and we can't let this go we got to talk about the big one that got away because you hooked into a barn door halibut yesterday that you fought for 15 minutes and you moved it how far off the bottom uh three feet three feet that's all it was it literally broke off her 90 pound leader that's how big this halibut was she had the help of the deckhand of the captain of dear old dad and none of us could get that barn door halibut off the bottom so there are big fish out here folks last question for you mike for you pierce for you faith are you going to be coming back to Sportsman's Cove Lodge, do you think? Oh, yeah. I'm already thinking uh, and conniving on ways to bring other friends and family members out here. It's just a one-of-a-kind uh, experience, but it doesn't have to be. Um, we're definitely coming back. Pierce, Faith, is this a place when you get older and maybe you have kids or maybe you're going to be kicking it with family or maybe you're going to be hanging out with friends that this is a place you see yourself coming back to? 
Yeah, I think so. It's a lot of fun coming here and a lot of memories that you get to make. 100%. When I'm older and I have more money, I'd probably buy a trip for my dad to come back. Pierce, you are my kind of son. All right, folks, we got to go fishing. But as you just heard, this is a great place to take the family, and you might want to go ahead and book your trip now. Like we've been telling you during this show, space is limited. Alaskasbestlodge.com, that's the website to go to for Sportsman's Cove Lodge. You know, sharp knives and tools, they're essential for the deckhands, the captains, the cooks, the maintenance workers, and others who work at Sportsman's Cove Lodge. And I'm guessing that a sharp knife and sharp tools are essential to you, too. That's why you need to invest in some electric and manual knife sharpeners from WorkSharp Tools. And you can find them at sporting goods stores, hardware stores, and all sorts of other stores across North America. But if for some reason you can't, you can check them out and buy online anytime at WorkSharpTools.com. You've got to have a sharp knife. You've got to have sharp tools to get the job done, not only this summer, but any time of year. Again, the website, WorkSharpTools.com. Last but not least, on this special edition of America Outdoors Radio broadcast from Sportsman's Cove Lodge in southeast Alaska, we're on the docks waiting for the float planes to come and whisk us away back to Alaska's first city, Ketchikan, for one final night. But before we do, Captain Mack has wandered over, tells me he has an important announcement to share with you. What is it? Well, John, I wanted your loyal listeners to know first, we have been totally booked for quite a while now, and we have decided, and your listeners will be the first to know, that we are going to add another trip onto the end of the season. It'll be a four-day trip in September, and it's kind of special because it's the last trip of the season, and you get to stay over on the last night and have dinner at the lodge instead of departing for Ketchikan on the last night after your day of fishing. So you're hearing it here first on your show for your listeners, John. What are the dates for this trip? I know some of our listeners are going to be excited about this. So the arrival will be on September the 8th to fish 9, 10, 11, and 12, and depart the morning of the 13th. Well, folks... As we've been telling you, this is an incredibly popular place. Demand has been sky high to come here. So if you want to get in on a 2021 trip to Sportsman's Cove Lodge, you need to go to alaskasbestlodge.com. That's the website to go to. Do it now, alaskasbestlodge.com. Book your 2021 trip this September from the 9th through the 13th at Sportsman's Cove Lodge. You'll be the last trip of the year going after really big coho, halibut, true cod, lingcod, and more, and you're going to absolutely love it. Captain Mack, thanks again for a wonderful, wonderful adventure here in Southeast Alaska. Thank you, John. We'll look forward to seeing you as soon as you can get back. As we wrap things up, I'd like to give another shout out to the crew that was on board the mystic lady that includes fellow anglers ward erickson gary parks mike kirchner his son pierce kirchner and of course my daughter faith huge kudos as well to our deckhand jim and to our captain hunt edwards and my thanks too to everybody at sportsman's cove lodge that provided us with another wonderful experience if you're looking for the alaska fishing experience of a lifetime 
you'll also find it at Sportsman's Cove Lodge. And as we just told you, there are limited openings at the end of this year, and you'll want to book now for next year, too. The website to go to, alaskasbestlodge.com. Until next time, be blessed. Do take care. And remember this, it is your country and your outdoors, so get out there and enjoy it. book at Sportsman's Cove Lodge? Why is Alaska like no other place on earth? It hasn't changed in thousands of years. From the way you get here on a float plane to the way you go out with the guides and the boats, it's just a professional experience. And I said, this is as good as it gets. I said, if you can't catch fish here, you can't catch fish anywhere. Your experience with us will leave you speechless. Book now at alaskasbestlodge.com. From a bull elk ripping a bugle across the valley to wing beats on a duck marsh, public lands and waters are integral to our outdoor heritage. Become a member of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers and stand up for our public lands and waters. Visit backcountryhunters.org today. A seafood bounty is waiting for you on Northwest Oregon's Tillamook Coast. Catch a limit of big salmon, haul up a pot of delicious crab, and dig up a bunch of clams for some hot chowder. Plan your visit today at tillamookcoast.com. Pheasants Forever is working hard every day to ensure there's more wildlife habitat for the future. To join us, go to pheasantsforever.org. Don't leave yet. We've got one more local shot of fishing and hunting to wrap up the Pacific Northwest edition of America Outdoors Radio. Guess who's back? It's Tom Berlingame, the owner of XL Fishing Charters. Last week, we talked about CQ salmon. This week, we're talking bottom fish. Tom, great to have you back on the air. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. I've got to admit, I love going fishing with you for lingcod and rockfish. The trips are just so enjoyable. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about how your trips for these bottom fish differ than the whole West Porter or Iwako experience? Well, we offer a small boat experience. We like four anglers, so it's a little more personalized trip. And we uh, go out and target the rockfish and lingcod near shore mostly. We do offshore trips also, but we fish with jigs, and uh, it's a lot of fun. And folks, I got to tell you, I love the near shore fishing experience. Number one, it's light tackle. You know, number two, you're not fishing really deep, so you're not worried about a whole lot of weight that you have to bring up. It's super easy fishing. It's fast and furious. And the scenery is beautiful. I mean, you've got a, a lighthouse on one side of you and the, the northwest tip of the lower 48 on the other. Just a spectacular place to fish, Tom. It is. The North Coast has beauty that uh, the rest of the coast is just completely different than the rest of the coast. It's close to Alaska as you're going to get in Washington. Oh, it really is. I mean, you're going to get some of that Alaska experience, too. Don't be surprised if you see some whales and maybe even some sea otters out there, too, like we did the last time we were out with you. So, Tom, what is the limit? on rockfish this year and also for lingcod? The limits haven't changed in the last several years, and they'll be the same this year. It's seven rockfish and two lingcod a person, nine fish total. Which is a nice little bag to bring home. You can either share it with your friends or just eat it all yourself over the course of a couple months for dinner. Folks, if you want to book one of these trips, they are super popular. They are affordable. They are a ton of fun. Go to xlfishingcharters.com. The website, again, 
Excel, that's E-X-C-E-L, fishingcharters.com. Spend a day aboard the Cabazon with Tom Burlingame and reel in a whole bunch of fish. You're going to absolutely love it. This is the perfect trip. Whether you're an experienced angler or want to introduce somebody to fishing, you're going to really enjoy it. Thanks as always, Tom. Thank you, John. That's all for this week, but don't worry. We'll do it all again next Saturday morning from 7 to 8, right here on Seattle's Sports Radio, 950 KJR.